1: Daily Face-Off podcast comes courtesy of The Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Seegan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Biebs-Bondi.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Daily Face-Off podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 15. Uh, I'm your host, Brock Segan. As always, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Odd Shark. Uh, but we also have a new uh, ad partner to talk about this Hell week. yeah. And that is Jock Market. Uh, I have David Eisman to join me on the show later uh, after me and Beebs run through all of the, uh, the juicy fancy hockey information. So, uh, very nice to have Jock Market aboard. But uh, I've already mentioned his name. As always, Michael Beebs Bondi is with me.
0: Uh, Dylan Dee is not, however, this week. So, just the two of us, me and Beebs. Beebs, how's it going, buddy? It's great. Uh, a little, little personal episode to me. 15 was my old hockey number, uh, back in my, my trouble hockey days. So, uh, so I absolutely feel like this one's going to be a rager. Um, there's no chance it can't be, but, uh, you know, we, we lost a soldier today in D. Um, but, uh, but he'll be back next week. And, um, don't you guys worry. We'll, we'll soothe you with our sweet vocals until then. Um, so, so please don't let us go because d has gone. He is coming back. We swear. Um, yeah.
2: And to be fair, we do, uh, have some information from Dylan. So he didn't
0: leave us completely high and dry. We do have some information. uh, And uh, also Brock's going to do his best, uh, his best Dylan impression today while he presents Dylan's information. That's what I heard. That's just a rumor. Um, i'll have to back away from the mic and talk really quietly when i'm doing dylan's picks perfect um just so the the, listeners can barely hear them the complete opposite of what i do um same here (laughs) i'm always screaming (laughs) for those of you who don't know well you you obviously all don't know because you don't see behind the scenes but i tend to lean a lot into the mic um and i already did it so far in this episode so um I yeah, think I sent a message. Right. Don't lean in every single week
2: because the mm-hmm. first, the first like 30 seconds of the episode, you're just booming. You're just too excited. You're fired up. I can't blame you. That's
0: what it is. And I see the mic. I'm like, I gotta go in. I gotta give him, give them that. Uh. But um, I think if we had like a live ticker bet going on over unders of uh, until I lean in, it'd be at about 20 seconds. And today you hit, uh, you hit the under so um
2: it would be it would be like just all dependent on how long i drag out that (laughs) introductory sentence and then that would be all the money maybe we'll have to place we'll we'll take some wagers on that next week yeah there we go that's a that's that's our new thing but uh all right so we've basically reached the halfway point of the 2021 nhl season which is absolutely hilarious to say considering it's march 12th (laughs) (laughs) um but you know what honestly I, i I'll be, like sitting at home for those, you know, first few months of when we would normally have the NHL season, and the fact that we've, you know, finally gotten back to real life, um, you know, with the NHL, I should say, we haven't really got back to real life, but we finally got the NHL back, which was so awesome. Um, we've basically this is the one year anniversary of when COVID started, so to be yep. here is obviously uh, awesome. And like it did get dicey there for a little while yep. with COVID. The COVID was looking rough in the NHL, um, but they've really done a nice job. I think right now we've got three or four players that are on the list. Um, And more often than not, those guys go on the list, and they only are there for a couple days. It's usually a false positive. So the NHL's done a really good job. So uh, stick tap to them because it's been uh, terrific.
0: And yeah, realistically, like, does it feel like we really missed last year? Like, I mean, we all got the we all got the playoffs. Tampa won. Um, We moved on. Run to our next year. Um, I mean. I mean, we're the big we're big hockey guys um and it kind of i know, personally it just feels you know like like it's kind of we've just kept going um yeah yeah and,
2: and i um, i hate like when people are like oh it's a mickey mo season because of the schedule and stuff <laughs> it's like it is what it is man it's a pandemic like whoever wins the cup like in my eyes i always yeah. just like like tampa last year it's a real cup and like when i look back in the history books like you know people probably said that about the the, the 2012 lockout year and then like when, when you look back in history, it's like Nobody they remembers. were the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. I don't remember that that was a shortened season. Like you win It'll the be- cup, it, everybody's going through the same thing. It doesn't mean it's. Yeah, it's Mickey the only Mouse people is, who
0: remember us looking at those stats because we're pissed off. We're trying to compare everything to an 82 game season. So yeah, other than that, uh,
2: I know it's. Uh, we did talk about the start of the season, yeah, like it's. We finally got much. away from the, that 48 like game season, and now we just got to inject like a two shortened seasons in a row. It just screws everything up. But um all right. So anyways, so it is the halfway point of the NHL season. And what we're going to do on today's show is basically just give out our mid-season fantasy awards. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, our, M- our MVPs, our best defensemen, uh, which you can call the Norris if you want, but it's more about fantasy uh, than actual, the <laughs> the actual play. Uh, the best goaltender, the biggest steal, and the biggest bust of the first half of the fantasy season. Um, and then we'll kind of wrap up today's show uh, with some weekend streamers, some deep league pickups, Uh, some back-to-back goalies to target this weekend Uh, it is friday when we're recording this so i'm gonna try to get it out as soon as we end so if you're listening to this hopefully it's friday hopefully you're able to make up these pick make these pickups before friday's games start and you can stream them and uh, add in some extra points to your lineup this week i know we were pretty successful last week uh we mentioned yanni gord he had a four-point night on sunday d was sure to text me right away and be like hey Best pickup of all time. Best, streamer. I guess he won Dylan a week last week. So, In a pretty uh, important week. So, yeah. hopefully we can stay hot with the with the pickup. So, uh, let's start with our first half season awards, and we're going to start with Dylan's picks. Uh, we're going to go with the MVP first, and unsurprisingly, um, Dylan De Berthium went with Connor McDavid. McDavid has obviously just been uh, an absolute force over the entire first half of the season. Uh, really not that crazy of a pick, but it's hard to look past a guy who's basically. Um, you know, he's at 48 points in 28 games, uh, 16 goals, 32 assists. He's been an absolute weapon all season long. So, uh, you know, pretty obvious pick, but pretty easy pick. You don't like, you know, sometimes you look at, and obviously football is a little bit different, but you look at fantasy football, like how many people drafted Christian McCaffrey first yeah, overall this year. Sure. Um, and, and it didn't work out where it's like Connor McDavid in fantasy hockey is baseball like baseball in ho- hockey. It's Mike yeah, Tratton like, and
0: Connor McDavid. They're locked in.
2: Yeah, it's as close to a sure thing as you can really find. He's just been an absolute force since coming into the NHL in 2016. Outside of that that year where he got banged up, his first year, uh, he's been just an absolute weapon. So Connor you. McDavid is Dylan's MVP. Beeps. Who do you got?
0: Um, I uh. I, I I had you know I wanted to go McDavid, but uh, I had to go against had to go a little bit against him. Nothing too crazy on my end either. So uh, so if you're looking for a wild MVP pick, look at Brock. But I got Austin Matthews out in Toronto. This guy with 21 goals in 25 games, including what what just takes the MVP kick for me: seven game-winning goals from our boy Austin Matthews. 35 total points in those 25 games um if you're in canada right now i know it's kind of all we hear about is austin matthews but it's for a good reason we talked about it last episode what he's doing is simply phenomenal it, it's ridiculous it doesn't matter what teams he's playing against he's putting up bonkers stats um fantasy wise there's really no one who offers the kind of value besides him and mcdavid that he does he has five goals on the next highest player in the league which is mcdavid um, and again, those seven game-winning goals—that's uh, more than it's almost double ninety-eight percent of the league. Um, That—that—that's winning a lot of stats um, and weeks for people, along with those goals. So if you have this guy, um, we've talked about it episodes before. Assists are a lot easier to come by because there is two per goal than goals. Um, so you know. My boy Austin, not my boy at all, but everyone's boy. It seems Austin Matthews. Uh, we, I got to give him that MVP award, even though I don't really want to, because again, kind of annoyed about hearing about him every second of the day. Um, third in league shots. I also have to mention Brady to Chuck leading the league in shots. With 214 right now. 14. 114. Um, 114, sorry. 124, actually. We're both oh, yeah. wrong. We both wow. can't read. Fuck. I saw four somewhere and I didn't even write it down. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm, gonna, 24. I'm gonna remember this number. 124 <laughs> shots. That's crazy though. I think he's got 14 more than the next guy out there. Yeah. Um, Honestly,
2: that's what I was just gonna kind of say is the one thing like because we're talking about McDavid and Matthews right now. The one thing that is is really crazy to me is there's just how many shots there. Connor McDavid has. Like he's really kind of taken it upon himself to shoot the puck a lot more. It's not like we we've never seen him among the league leaders in shots.
0: He's second in the NHL right now with 110 Austin awesome Matthews with 108 I was going in I was like nice Matthews you know he's got he's got to have shots that's where I'm gonna shit on McDavid I'm gonna get him in the shots and then I'm like oh never mind I'm like no 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 I'm gonna get him in the oh game winning goal no never mind he's got four of those ah shit well um so it, realistically it was really hard to pry this thing away from McDavid but you know what I love goals so uh Austin Matthews gets my MVP
2: yeah, you know Matthews has got more game winning goals, more uh, more power play goals as well. Mm-hmm. I went a little bit of a different route with my MVP and because you, you know, like it's it's not so much like who's been the best player, like uh, you know it obviously is, but also who's the most valuable player to somebody's fantasy team, um, or, and like basically who was the biggest steal of all time. To me, it was Alex DeBrincat. He's my first Ooh, half MVP. Juicy. And, you know, I'm not a guy that was really all that high on Dabrinkat, so I got to kind of eat some crow here because he's been absolutely insane uh, this year. So his ADP was 94.5 coming into the season. Right now, he ranks as the number 12 player in Yahoo Standard Leagues. He's third in the NHL in goals with 15. He's tied for 10th in the NHL in points with 29 in 24 games. Uh, He's doing it, you know, in, in all facets of the game. He's got 10 even strength goals, five on the power play, nine even strength assists, five on the power play. So he's helping you there. As well, uh, three game-winning goals. He's not quite Connor or uh, Austin Matthews, but still pretty good. Obviously, it's a little concerning. He's shooting eighteen point eight eight percent, but we saw him do that when he scored yeah. forty-one goals in two thousand. He was only
0: twenty-one, so yeah, yeah. and
2: so it, like it not, you know, the, the red flags um, aren't really there. You know, no. he's an elite shooter, and the, the Blackhawks have surprised everybody. If they make the playoffs, like, I don't know what's going to have to happen. Yeah. Their coach um, needs a, a, you get to like Jack it, Adams twice. They give it yeah, to him. Two years. For sure. It, it's, it's <laughs> an incredible job uh, from them. Patrick Kane's been, Unbelievable! And congratulations to Patrick Kane on his 1,000th mm-hmm. career game there the other day. Uh, you know, but even like guys like Duncan Keith has been outstanding. Kevin Lankinen has been one of the best goalies in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, so you know, to me, to that, you definitely have to. Be, he has to be in that conversation. He's not going to get any talk about winning the actual Hart Trophy, uh, especially on his own team. But you know, given where he was drafted, he's really, you know, maybe you drafted somebody uh, like a, like a Patrick Laine, let's say, and you're like, oh, man, this guy's going to carry me. He's going to score a 40-goal pace, whatever, and he's been a total bust. But then you got Alex Debrinkat like seven rounds later, and he's really played like a second-round, first-round talent in fantasy, and he's saved, I'm sure, a lot of teams and a lot of seasons so far this year. So Debrinkat, uh is my first-half MVP. Let's talk about the best defenseman of the first half. Uh, Unsurprisingly, Dylan, I don't think he's stopped talking about this guy since the opening of the season. Um, And it's really kind of hard to argue with it. Yeah. Jeff Petrie is Ugh. is Dylan's number one defenseman, oh, uh, and Petrie's yeah. obviously just been an absolute workhorse for the uh, Montreal Canadiens so far this year. Double excuse me, double digit goals for the fourth straight seasons, but he's only played
0: twenty six games. Read uh, those stats got- out, Brock, for the listeners, just so that their jaws can hit them fucking floor this is crazy i didn't even know it was this wild
2: at 33
0: years old jeff
2: Petrie has 10 goals 14 assists 24 points in 26 games uh but he's also getting done if you're playing in leagues with plus minus at a plus 15 shipping in on the power play four power play goals six power play assists uh he's just been outstanding obviously a bit of a concern the fact that he's shooting 14.7 percent as a defenseman on a shooting percentage at 11.3 he, you know, it's not that we, crazy we,
0: though. Yeah, we did funny.
2: start to actually see him cool off there for a little bit. It seemed like, and then he just is like, nah, I'm back." in his <laughs> In his last ten games, uh, he's picked up four goals, five assists, nine points. So he's just, you know, had a five game stretch where he cooled off, and then he's like, "No, guys, I'm I'm winning the Norris this year." So uh, Jack Petrie is Dylan's pick for best defenseman of the first half.
0: Do you think Edmonton Oilers fans are just? So pissed that Jeff Petrie's doing this now. Like, like where did this come from? I mean, who who thought age 33? Yeah, that's the year. Um, deserved. It. Uh I yeah. Um, I know I, I don't know, Brock, I know you had a similar or the exact same pick. Um, so I don't know if you want to go here, but if not, I can step nope. in. I uh, well, uh- I, I had to change it up. You go first and and I've got another one
2: too. I obviously Jeff Petrie was kind of my pick, yeah. but when Dylan took him, I said, like, you Consensus know what? I, there's, a, there's a couple other guys I, I did want to talk about. So uh sure. I think you've got a bit of a Bell River slash Windsor alert here Woo! for us.
0: Hell yeah, I do. Um coming straight from my grade school, uh, but honestly deserving of this Forest, what I called it earlier, Genesis <laughs> Norris trophy, Aaron <laughs> Eckblad. Out of Florida. How long have we been waiting to say Aaron Ekblad is having a great fantasy season? We've been touting this for years. It's all been there. The shots, uh, the people around him, just where he's at in that lineup, the minutes, um, and it's finally coming together. Really, really do love to see it. Nine goals, 10 assists, and 71 shots this season. Brock, for your MVP pick, you kind of mentioned that it is about where you get the value Um, And I did like to kind of bring that in here just because, you know, Jeff Petrie was such an obvious pick. So I had to, had to make a reason to pick someone else, but um, coming into this season, he was ADP 131. Aaron Eckblad is currently playing as a number one D and then some, um, if I'm going to tout how big goals are for forwards among Austin Matthews, then I have to mention that Aaron Eckblad is among the elite in goals among in defense, only behind Jeff Petrie at who has those 10, um, Ekblad really all that's hurting him is his assists right now, and it's not even really hurting him. Uh, he's just not he's, he's just not getting him, which is fine. Um, those will come. And if they don't, I don't care what this goal production. Ekblad's been on absolute fire. I've personally owned him in two leagues, and it's kind of it's kind of surreal the amount of nights you're like, oh, oh I didn't have any goals for my four. Oh shit, I got a goal for my D-man. Um, do really love seeing that. Actually, Yahoo had him rated at 172 going into this year. So if you consider him um, a 1D at 172 rank. That's an absolute steal. He's playing near 30 minutes a night right now. Everything's voting <laughs> well for him. Um, I love Ekblad. I love what he's doing. He's plus two. It's all good here. Shots are there. Good for him so far.
2: Yeah, you know, the one thing about Ekblad is there's just no way that he was healthy last year, right? Like, it's no. nice to see him back to full health. You know, maybe the additional time off helped somebody like him. Uh, get back to full health. Another guy that I'm, I'm sure going to talk your, about a little bit right. later. Uh, Vincent Trocheck, is another guy that that extra time off mm-hmm. just seems to uh, really have allowed them to get right, get a hundred percent and and they're flourishing this season. Uh, he's already topped last year's goal production with nine. Uh, but last year was the only year that he didn't score double digit goals. He's been a guy uh, among the best goal scorers from a defenseman in the NHL over the years. And and I think there's a real case to be made about Aaron Ekblad potentially winning the Norris this year. Um, you know, We've been fans of this guy since day one, obviously. Uh, but stud, I think that there's a chance he wins the Norris this year. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll fully drive that train, and and hopefully we can get that done because that would be outstanding. But uh, yeah. somebody and, else,
0: and, oh, So oh, I was, was going to say to add on to uh, just to add to sustainability, he's only shooting twelve percent right now. Uh, he's a career. 7.1 percent shooter it's a little bit off but um but the 12 i can see it going down for a couple goals but even still we're still getting 16 goals in a shortened season from a d-man hello i'll take that sorry brock i cut you off so give yourself give your force out brock
2: <laughs> so my force is tyson berry um Ooh. he's somebody that i touted all preseason long that was going um you know terribly underdrafted and i really expected him to break back out after a disappointing year in toronto Going on top power play in Edmonton, obviously not a big stretch, but he's really flourished there. Uh, after a bit of a slow start, he's really been, you know, maybe the best defenseman in hockey over the last mm-hmm. month, um, fantasy wise at least. So his ADP was 109.7. He's currently ranked as the number 25 overall player on Yahoo Standard Leagues, the number five defenseman overall. Uh, he leads all defensemen in shots. He's fourth in points, 22 in. 28 games that is a 64 point pace over a full 82 game season which would be the first time that he would ever have broken 60 points so not only is he had enjoyed a breakout year uh, he's really enjoyed a career year in in uh, Edmonton. The goal production is down a, a tad. Uh, he is shooting just 3.7%, however, uh, career 6.3% shooter. So there's even still room to grow for this guy. Uh, the other thing that's really impressed me is that we talked about how he's going to be going the number one power play unit in the NHL, and it's going to be amazing. Of his 19 assists, 11 of them are at even strength, eight on the power play. So he's not just getting it done like on the power play. Uh, he's also getting it done at even strength. There is one other guy I did want to mention, and it's his D partner, um, Darnell Nurse. They've really formed a great pairing at the top of that lineup and or atop of that blue line um, and really kind of have allowed the Oilers fans to forget a little bit about... Uh, Oscar Clefbaum's injury. Darnell Nurse actually grades out as the number 15 overall player in fantasy in Yahoo Standard Leagues thanks to his blocked shots. Damn, Derry, 51. But he too, 19.7 goals, 12 assists, 69 shots, 51 blocks. So he's been outstanding for them as well. Uh, So Darnell Nurse and Tyson Berry have really solidified that blue line and they've been outstanding for the Oilers so far this season. Uh, Moving on to the best goalie of the first half of the fantasy season unsurprisingly dylan uh he did do this granted in the car on the way to toronto so he didn't really have the research tools yeah. available to him uh but he you know he, he he took the low-hanging fruit for us so that we could talk about some guys that are a little <laughs> bit more under the radar uh andre vasilevsky was the pick for Dylan as the number one goalie in the league uh, through the first half first of the fantasy season. Obviously, Vasilevsky was drafted uh, first overall among goaltenders, but he has lived up to that billing. We always talk about how goaltenders are voodoo. We talked about how Connor McDavid is about as sure of a thing as you're going to find at the top of a fantasy hockey draft. Um, and Andre Vasilevsky is about as sure of a thing as, you know, you know maybe when you're drafting the I guess what I would compare him to maybe is Patrick Mahomes right like you might mm-hmm. not necessarily draft the a quarterback first overall but you might take him early in the first round early or late in the first round early in the second round and you still you know you're hoping that they're just that much better than all the qu- other quarterbacks that's similar to what you get from Andre Vasilevsky every year after goalie he's super important and he's literally just always Heads and tails better than any other goalie in the league. He's currently leading the NHL in wins with 16. Um, that would be, if he holds on to this, the fourth consecutive season in which he's led the NHL in wins. Uh, but he also leads the NHL right now in goals saved above average, uh, setting a new career mark there. He has a 179 goals against average, a 936 save percentage. He's been absolutely electric all season long. So, unsurprisingly, Dylan's top goalie of the first half of the fantasy season who's yours biebs
0: mine honestly not uh not that far off from as surprise or as unsurprising as d's um but pretty surprising to me that this guy even had these numbers i knew he was going crazy and he's doing an incredibly hard division, but i didn't know he was going this crazy mark andre fleury the flower out in vegas uh uh, I, I I thought Vasilevsky for sure would just have the best stats across the board and it turns out he does not in a couple key categories um Marc-Andre Fleury 12 wins four shutouts on the year which is crazy a 938 save percentage that's two points ahead of Vasilevsky's 936 and a 1.73 goals against which is 0.6 below Vasilevsky as well so if we're going to talk about Vasilevsky's amazing year we definitely have to mention Marc-Andre Fleury's Brock you said it Vasilevsky was the first one off the board Marc-Andre Fleury was going 92nd on Yahoo's ADP Brock I just want to read a couple names around 92 that are absolutely hilarious to me here Peter Mrazik was 89 Pavel Frank Kuhlers was 88 Jakob Markstrom 78 Um, those are just some names that really jump out to me. Tristan Yari, 62. So, um, you know, if you got flurry around your 92nd pick, he is a goaltender 1A plus right now. Um, absolutely stealing weeks single-handedly um, where you can put this guy. And the one thing that is hurting him is those starts and those wins. And one thing that will hurt him going forward is the COVID. Um, unfortunately, he is, has found himself on that IR or on that COVID protocol list. Um, but if Fleury comes back at full strength, um, we thought it would be his predecessor doing ex- kind of exactly this and Robin Lehner, but it turns out that Marc-Andre Fleury is just the ultimate competitor. Um So it's great to see him come back. Hate seeing him doing it some nights against Colorado. He had like a 42 save shutout the other night. It was absolutely crazy. I couldn't believe what he was doing. Um, Yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury, my best goalie, bar and away none. Um, Usually I'm going to agree with the obvious pick, but this one's the obvious pick to me.
2: Yeah, the one thing that's crazy about Fleury is like you said, we were really expecting this to be Robin Laner's show. Maybe they split, you know, fifty-fifty, but there was no way in which we expected Fleury to be um, you know, starting seventeen games, barring a Robin Laner injury. And that's what's happened. And Fleury's taking the ball and running with it. Uh, outside of a couple goalies, Peter Mrazek and Jack Campbell, who have only started three and or four and three games respectively, among the goalies who have started at least ten leads the NHL in both goals against average, one seventy-three and nine thirty-eight save percentage, as you alluded to. So he's been passive. Yeah, if he um, finished
0: the-, the season with a 938, that I'm pretty sure that breaks records. That's absolutely nuts. Um, it, 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 it one thing that's interesting
2: that. with him, though, is like, like, do you almost try to trade him right now before Laner gets back and just try to get a huge haul, or do you just say, hey, you know what, maybe he's only going to start 50 percent of the games down the road, but. Let's just hope he wins those, those
0: 50%. I think you just got to keep them both and just go for the win. Um, you know, you, you, you committed to it um, at the beginning of the year. I, 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 ba- you're I, right. Ba- that, that's the one thing, right? Is that
2: yeah. most likely he's probably your goaltender too anyways, because of where you drafted mm-hmm. him, because you were expecting later. Maybe you have him handcuffed with laner as well. In that case, obviously you hold on to him, but if you have him as just a one-off and he's still your number two, it's not like you need him to start every single game like he has, this has just been basically the cherry on top. once later gets back, you're getting basically what you expected out of him starting 50 games. You might already have a Vasilevsky or one of those other guys that you drafted too early. Uh, but, yeah, there's been a lot of goaltender busts so far this season Ooh. towards the top, and uh, he's really kind of elevated his game. And, and like, realistically, almost every single guy that's gone ahead of him has basically underperformed expectations uh, mm-hmm. outside of, really, Andre Vasilevsky. But um, my goaltender, Steele, who True actually guy. went after Mark andre Fleury and was somebody that we talked about going way too late, everybody wanted to talk about Ilya Sorokin for some reason. We were like, I don't know why – Semi Varlamov is clearly <laughs> number one. That's exactly what's happened. All season broken so went before him consistently yeah, and- in drafts. And, and, and Varlamov, you know, playing on one of the best defensive teams in hockey, one of the best teams in hockey so far this year, has been outstanding. And the most impressive thing is he's done this in the most difficult division, maybe in hockey. Uh, he's gone 12, 4, and 3 to open the season with a 203 goals against average and a 929 save percentage. Uh, so he was drafted on average at 148.5, um, you know just i think like 25th among goalies and he's been <laughs> i think he's been yeah he's the third ranked goalie in fantasy right now so he is easily one of the biggest deals most people probably drafted this guy as potentially a handcuff to sorokin or as their number three goalie and he's clearly one of the best goalies in the league so far this season um ben just Bishop to put it right before him
1: yeah Bad, who's has not, he hasn't even played a
2: game, ice yeah yeah To put into perspective, uh, what Varlamov is doing, again, taking out Morazik and Campbell. Uh, He's fourth in the league in goals against average, and he is, I think, sixth. Nope. Uh, Fourth in the league in save percentage as well with a 9.29 save percentage, and doing that while being tied for fourth in the NHL in wins. So Varlamov has really blown away expectations. He's been able to fend off uh, Sorokin, who has not flourished as many expected, but uh, I don't, I just, I don't think like anybody was like, I think you were crazy to expect this kid to just come to the NHL and be like, fuck you. Send Varlamov. This is yep. my team. It was never going to happen. I'm taking
0: 80%, bro. Uh, you yeah. Took it was never going to happen. One of the best defensive teams all year. You know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to take all your work. No. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't know where the hell that came from. There must've been like some outlet that pumped out an article um, that had something like that Um that just made people draft oh soon. yeah there was know, Sorokin, Sorokin was
2: uh Sorokin was love someone but, fucked up somewhere Sorokin's yeah, burner like, and, was and on you know, fire and you know what I, I hate to I hate to be just you know pumping my tires here with Tyson Berry and Semyon Varlamov but we couldn't be more fucking right like yeah when we nail it we nail it and you got to talk about it and like
0: realistically <laughs> it's not like you're choosing guys out of the way to make these your picks like Varlamov deserves it almost more than Fleury has, just because he was taking sixty spots less. Like he was drafted crazy. in the
2: thirteenth or fourteenth round. Yeah, which most is the guy, end
0: of drafts, <laughs> and most teams, yeah, most teams in a ten team league are picking this guy off off free agency, and right now they're offering him to teams in a package for Vasilevsky, thinking it's justified. So you know, that's legit. Yeah. So. Speaking of guys that you got late in drafts, uh, let's talk
2: about our biggest steals of the season. So, for Dylan D. team, somebody that he's talked about just basically side by side with Jeff <laughs> Petrie all season long is his steal of Joe Pavelski. But Joe has been absolutely terrific so far this uh, year. He has an average ADP of 149.9. Uh, to put that into perspective, he went half a spot ahead of Jonathan Taves, who was ruled out for the entire season. So uh, (laughs) Joe Pavelski has almost matched his entire goal total of last season and point total in his first 22 games. He's scored 13 goals with 11 assists, 24 points in 22 games. He leads the NHL with 10 power play goals. Uh, He is shooting, however, 23.2% and has, um, you know, obviously probably outperformed a little bit in terms of his shooting percentage, uh, you know, 41-37-38, those were the goals he scored from 2014 to 2016. It has been his M.O., and he's really been leaned on much heavier in that Dallas Stars system with Tyler Segan not available. Rupe Hints missing pretty much every other game. Uh, he went from playing 17 minutes a game a season ago with the Stars, his debut season with them, to playing over 20 minutes a night at age 36 this year. So uh, they've really leaned on him heavily and he's flourished in this uh, new role for the the stars. Uh, So that is Dylan's biggest steal of the draft. Uh, I'm just going to pull up some information here. So he was drafted as, what did I say? 150th overall. Um, Yeah. 150th overall. As of right now, I cannot pull up what he's ranked. I forgot to write this down. Hold on. Bear with me. He is ranked 19th overall. So, he has jumped up 130 spots uh, since draft day. So Pavelski obviously <laughs> has been outstanding, uh, but who's your biggest deal of the 2021
0: season first half? I, I hate to, I uh, hate to beat an old drum, but uh, someone who, who we've kind of been huge on for years and it's great to see come back around to have a phenomenal start to their season. Nikolai Ehler out in Winnipeg, maybe the most dangerous top six in hockey this guy's ADP at the beginning of the year. If we're talking about Joe Pavelski at 150, we got Nikolai Ehlers here at 152. Um, brought currently 13 goals, 15 assists for 26 points across 26 games, 81 shots. Um, that's good for 16th in league scoring and 7th in league goal scoring. For a guy that a lot of people got, you know, when it, if we're saying 152, that's almost whew, 15th, 16th round. Um and you're getting the seventh best goal scorer in the league. That's an absolute steal for me. Um, the all a lot of the signs are there. We've talked about it for years. A guy who you know just passes all eye tests on the rink. He's surrounded by talent. We thought you know maybe it would be part of Line A being there that would do this, but it's not. It's just some other people stepping up around him um, and himself just you know, honestly taking his game to a whole new, another superstar level. Um, Can I just
2: interrupt for one second?
0: Yeah, how come on
2: in is Nikolai Ehlers? pierre Luc dubois and kyle connor not like the daily face-off podcast wet dream of a line yeah.
0: like is, it's, it's, it's the it's, best we willed it into fruition like yeah just, we we made all that three guys that we've just been obsessed
2: with for fucking five years and now it's like they get to play together oh my oh, god. god you
0: know what <laughs> what sucks though like, we can't do three sleepers from the same line uh, no i know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an issue so um you know i hate that aspect but yeah you're right this is this is the dfo podcast line and uh, because of that and not because of that, because he absolutely deserves it. Nikolai Ehlers is my steal of this year's draft. There's a lot of them out there, but this is uh, one that stands out big time and one I want in any lineup for years to come.
2: Yeah, so he uh, he, I, he almost was my MVP. I was just tough to to push him over mm-hmm. to Brink at uh, you know very similar though realistically um, in their production uh, so far this season. My biggest steal of the draft, and, and I'm gonna throw a hilarious number at you uh, because <laughs> not only can wait. Okay, so not only was his AVP 163, which is lower than Ealers, but Ealers was drafted at whatever it was, 156 or whatever. I know you're um, Yeah. He was drafted in 88% of leagues at that spot. So he was still, you know, he was being picked a lot, but always late in drafts. Vincent Trocheck was drafted on ADP in one, at 163. He was drafted in 3% of leagues.
0: 3% of leagues. And right those now, people probably took, like, good on, fuck. If you're in one of those leagues that you took them. Yeah, we need you on the pod. (laughs) Yeah, so he was drafted
2: 163 in 3% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. He currently grades out as the number 27 overall player in Yahoo Standard Leagues with 13 goals, 11 points. That's a point per game, 24 and 24 for Vincent Trocek. Uh, You know, obviously this is a guy who had a massive breakout season in 2018, 31 goals, 44 assists, 75 points in 82 games uh, and then he breaks his leg and it just really wasn't the same after that, unfortunately but like I said earlier in the show, it seems like this time off has really allowed him to get back to 100% and he's been outstanding he is banged up right now, he's out of the lineup but he's playing 18 uh, over 18 and a half minutes per game for the Hurricanes on that second line that's been dynamic all season long with Nino Niederreiter and Martin Neches, mm-hmm. a, couple, a couple other DFO podcast favorites, it really is There's That's where we that want is. our
0: backup wet dream we bring yeah, in that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like,
2: if we had, like, um, if we had a uh, what's it called? Like, a um, an all NH- line, like an NHL 20, like, ultimate team or NHL 21 ultimate team, it'd be like line one, Connor, <laughs>
0: Connor, <laughs> Connor Deg- yeah. yeah.
2: And then number two is uh, is Carolina, too. They've been outstanding. So, the yeah. fact that he was only drafted in three percent of leagues on average, 163rd overall, and he's played his way up to the number 27 uh fantasy player through the first half of the season. It's just absolutely outstanding. So uh good to see Vincent Trocheck back playing good hockey. Um and the Carolina Hurricanes, man, they're an absolute fucking wagon and you just love to see it. But um let's go negative now. We've had four years We've had fun here for the first, you know, 33 minutes of today's show. Let's talk about the biggest bust from the first half. Um, there are they are guys that we've talked about quite a bit, so we're not going to get too in depth. Um, Dylan's is Taylor Hall. I don't think we need to get uh, too much deeper into that. He's obviously <laughs> been uh, a, a huge bust, and we've talked about him seemingly every single week for the last few weeks. So Taylor Hall is Dylan's biggest bust of the 2021 season so far. Who is yours, Beebs?
0: Mine's um, someone who, honestly, I don't think we've talked enough about because this guy kind of needs to get shit on a little. Um Mine, coming all the way out of Philadelphia, Flyerville, it is Carter Hart. Um Philadelphia, Flyerville. You ever heard of it? Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Carter Hart, though. Uh, it, it just hurts to look at this guy's numbers. Um <laughs> a young It's cow. literally painful. It, it hurts. This is supposed to be the future of Canadian Carter hurts, man. Carter, Carter hurts. Carter hurts. Uh, Six wins on the season, which you're like, oh, no, no, not bad. 888 save percentage. Not good. <laughs> 361 goals against. And that was with an ADP of 31 across all Yahoo leagues. That's the third round in any, in any 12 team league. And if you took this guy with your third round pick, you also thought you had goalie stability. You might have only gone with two goalies and your other goalie might not be very good. And so you might just be shit out of luck this year, all because Carter Hart busted. If there's a position that you don't want to have bust, it's your goalie. And uh, there's been a couple this year that have been bad, but none have been worse than Carter Hart. Maybe it's the Brian Elliott effect. That guy just is a beast as a backup whenever it happens. But uh, Carter Hart's... absolutely struggling this year there was times all the time where you're like oh maybe he's got it that's the worst part he has the maybe he's got it games that make you put him in for the next three where he gets absolutely lit up at this point you gotta almost choose your matchups with him um it's really tough and he's on a good team in philadelphia i don't look good but pretty good team a lot of a lot of people thought they were a a definite shoe into the playoffs at the beginning of the year that um, was the thing that really drove up his ADP, right? They were like yeah. the
2: trendy – them and the Rangers were the trendy pick of the offseason, and it really drove up his ADP. But, you know, I, as much as we've pumped our own tires on, on nailing some of these players, uh, we do got obviously take it on the chin yep. a little bit with Carter Hur. I know we had him uh as one of our breakout candidates this year and somebody that could definitely elevate himself. I think
0: I had a top um, three tendy in the league. Yeah, and he's
2: really busted. I, I think the one thing, though – at least for Carter Hart is as we mentioned, a lot of these top goalies have not had quite the seasons um, that you might expect them to have. I mean, Hellebuck—he was the number two goalie overall. He's been solid, but nine eleven save percentage overall. He's uh, not Tuka, Tuka Rask, fourth overall among goalies, nine oh six save percentage. Robin Lehner has barely played. Um, Jordan Binnington has not been great. Nine oh eight save percentage. Ilya Sonoff has barely played. Um, not really his fault. Carey Price, nine hundred six eight percent. Frederick Anderson, nine hundred two. Igor Shosturkin's been good, but outside, you know, Yari has nine hundred one. So a lot of these top guys have not been that great. So it's at you know at least like you weren't alone in drafting. Yeah, you know, Carter Hart on a lot in the of third round
0: first goalie is just fucked. So
2: up. in my league, my goalies were uh, Robin Laner and Carter Hart, and I was oh, you're just, good. I was just fucked, fucked. I'm like, yeah. oh my god,
0: I got I am loaded. I gotta am going to hope you get at- like cacking in at some point
2: or something. Or- oh, yeah. I was like, I am loaded at goalie. And then it just, it everything just went to shit. Um, to make matters worse for Carter Hart, his last eight starts two, three, and two with an 876 save percentage. So, even, <sighs> an even bigger step down from what you mentioned uh, off the top. Um, to put that into perspective, his first seven games, he had a 900 save percentage. So, not like it was better, but. 20 points worse, 25 points worse, uh, in in his last eight. So he's really, really struggling. Um, and it's not like that team in front of him is bad. They're not terrible defensively. You know, Brian Elliott seems to be having no trouble whatsoever. Um, and and Carter Harkins seems like he he just can't find his game. Um, you know nine eleven save percentage two forty five goals against average nine or seven and three for Brian Elliott. So mm-hmm.
0: it's it's and not Elliott's the team slowly starting to take more and more starts. Oh, he, he, and kind of getting yeah, scary. Um, yeah, he
2: he's like the number. He's the guy to own in Philadelphia right now. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, and then
2: another one that we've kind of talked about quite a bit. Uh, my bus is Mika's Abanijad. Um, again though, you know I had to mention him because he's somebody that we were not like completely sold on. I loved him still coming into the season, but I, I was like, no, no, like I would never touch him in the top two rounds, which is uh right about where he was going in terms of, of the ADP, which sat at 16.6, which was far Ooh. too high for my liking. Um I, I, As I talk here, I'm going to just gonna try to pull up in exactly where I had him ranked. I forgot to write it down coming into the season, but you know, he's obviously just limped throughout this entire season to three goals, six assists. He's got nine points in 25 games. Uh, It's been just a really, really tough uh, season for Mika Zibanejad. But as I've mentioned, you know, time and time again, I don't really see a path for him to, to break out because that line is not generating anything at 5v5. They just aren't quite uh, as good as they were a season ago for whatever reason. So, um, you know, like everybody else, I was still fairly high on Mika Zibanejad, but an ADP of 26 or of 16, sorry, I had him ranked at 29. So, uh you know a full round later even then though obviously still a bust but mm-hmm. uh i was a little bit lower on him than most and it's really not been um anywhere close to what anybody was expecting here uh through the first half of the season so nobody would you know saw this I, I would i would you know we keep talking about him uh you know he's shooting 4.2 percent you'd expect that to improve drastically but the you know the shot volume still down the, the numbers at 5v5 just are nowhere close to what they were last year. So, it, it, you know, it is time to be a little bit nervous that there just might not be that bounce back uh, for him. The good news uh, for him is that Panarin is back. Uh, he's most likely going to play on Saturday. So video that night. should
0: that should shake up their, their lineup a little bit. And maybe, uh, maybe Frenier is looking good too. Again, we talked about it last episode, but he's continued, continued that hot hand. So.
2: Yes, and, and I just wanted to mention, um, speaking of the uh, Team Canada World Junior team, uh, Kirby Doc is definitely somebody that you need to start looking at right now. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe stashing on your IR. He's still only 14% owned, uh, but he was on the ice the other day. He's still a little bit, uh, away from playing, but it looks like somebody that could potentially help Love you that. in the uh, future. Here, you know, similar to how we talked about Tarasenko a few weeks ago, he's now back, back in the playoffs. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he might be back even a little bit before Fantasy that i think. Off, right? I mean yeah 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 i think yeah. he like i think he could be maybe a couple weeks away even i don't think it's going to be too too long obviously
0: he just started skating so it's going to take some time but and it was his um, wrist too right so, yeah he broke his I, I wrist i feel so. like he was skating like it's not like yeah so yeah I feel it's like, first like like time he everything. was with the team first yeah, time he was so i feel like it's, it's, it's in that regard i feel like it's not going to take as long because the legs are probably thereish yeah and, and, and to be honest with you the, the you know, maybe he wasn't
2: that attractive or that appealing because we thought that team was going to be dog shit. But yeah. now he he probably, you know, he was jumping up draft charts. We were talking, you know, he was jumping up my rankings as soon as the Taves news came out. Because I'm like, he's probably going to play with Kane and Debrinkat. And, you know, then he got hurt and it's like, shit, now they're fucked. But now he might come back and just slot right in with Kane and cat yeah. I would expect. And he could be absolutely <laughs> amazing. That's that a juicy could- line. He He can play at a point per game pace after he comes back. And and so he's definitely somebody that you need to be looking at. You need to be stashing if he's available in your leagues. Um, You know, We've got uh, some some other injury news to talk about here quickly. Uh, Jack Eichel, he's out. Um, you know, we don't know for sure. It says a week to se- a week to 10 days from now is what they're saying. Uh, so, unfortunately, it just keeps getting worse for the Sabres. Um, and Anders Lee, they just announced, is out indefinitely with a lower body injury. So, that's a huge blow to the Islanders. That top line's been terrific all season long. Um, and then, obviously, you know, if you've got him in fantasy, it's going to be, uh, you know, tough sledding here for a little bit because it looks like you're going to be without Anders for uh, a little bit of time. So uh, Biebs, I know you've got, uh, we got a Twitter question here. We reached out on Twitter before the show. Somebody was looking for some deep waiver wire pickups and uh, also, some, you know, goalies if we had any. So I'll yep. let you take the reins on this one. Who are some deep waiver wire targets uh, before I get to weekend streamers?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to Dobalina underscore Mr. Bob, whose name is Tony D's burner account. So it could technically be Tony D that's asking this question, which would be kind of jokes. But um, as a reminder, if you guys ever have questions, reach out to us at DFO podcast on Twitter, find us there. And uh, and yeah, so Brock mentioned it. They just asked for some deep waiver pickups, including goalies. If You can think of any. So I just chucked together a quick list here because I thought it'd be fun. And why not? Um, quick mention right away off the bat, we we're talking about Carter Hart. Um, we said the goalie to own is Brian Elliott, 36%, not necessarily deep, but still 36% owned. Keep it on him. That means that in 64% of your leagues, he's out there. And, uh, and if he's taking majority of the starts in Philly, I want him in or around my roster. Number two. Um, and this is the one that I had triple starred. I didn't even put a star on anything else, but I decided this guy deserved three stars. And that's, I can't even say this name, but Alex there we go um out in carolina 20 percent owned five wins three straight or five wins on the year and three straight in the last five for carolina this guy's got a 926 save percentage a 2.21 goals against he's only 25 and he seems like the goalie of the future out in carolina and uh and honestly um, until mraz comes back um, this is still the guy, and it might even be a 1A, 1B at that point, because Morazic seems to be just a little, little time bit injury prone, um, and then another quick, quick mention, we tend to bring him up, and we brought him up as a weekend pickup two weeks ago, but Jack Campbell, 15% owned um, when he does start, you want him in your lineup, no matter what doesn't matter who they're playing um, he's, been, he's been a beast this year, but we just need him to get healthy as well, um, again, shout out to our weekend streamers two weeks ago suggested the pickup, and he pulled out a shutout which was just crazy, love to see that um, yeah, but then I also had a couple of real quick deep stream players at 13% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Jeff Carter out in LA, five goals, nine assists on the year. The thing that stands out, he has 73 shots on net. There's a lot of guys you're going to be looking at that have around 40 to 50 shots on net this year off the waiver wire. So 73, really good signs. Something's kind of got to change, and he's been doing quite well lately. Um, and in the same breath at 13%, Brandon Saad with nine goals and six assists. I don't have to mention how powerful that Colorado top six is when he can get in there. Um, but keep an eye on him. He's not getting the shots. Shot percentage is a little Little imploded. So um I don't necessarily expect this to the the goals sustainability to stay there. But if you do need a deep waiver wire pickup that's scoring goals and has the potential to pull one in the back of the net, as well as a shorthanded beast if you do have shorthanded goals. Brendan Saad deserves a shout out. And then finally, someone who just I had to mention this, Tyler Pitlick out in Arizona. This guy played 24 minutes the other night. He is a forward. Playing 24 minutes for Arizona, three goals in their last three games, playing line one, and it wouldn't be a daily faceoff episode if we didn't bring up streaming a random Arizona dude. So (laughs) here we are, Um, Tyler Pitlick, my final deep pickup there. But uh, 24 minutes as a forward, absolutely crazy, and it's not like he's. uh, It's it's kind of a trend that's been going on here. He's played 17 plus last couple nights Um, on the top line. It just if you're in it very deeply, again, two percent owned, keep an eye on him. Three goals, three games. Um, Yeah, there we are. Yeah, we've been uh we've been hot on the pickups. Lately. Like even some of our buy
2: low guys, like I was saying that Ricard Raquel is gonna break through eventually. Oh. He's been among the hottest oh, players in the entire NHL. Crazy. Yeah, he's been absolutely bonkers. Uh, a couple other guys I just want to mention. If you need help on the blue line, uh, you know, look no further than former fantasy stud Shane Yeah, um, He's among the league leaders in shots over the last few weeks. Uh, he's only 12% owned. He is the quarterback of their top power play unit in Philadelphia, often plays on the top pair with Ivan Provorov as well. So the usage has been really, really solid there. Uh, similar to the, um, the Raquel situation, and we've mentioned him in the same breath most of the time uh, is Victor Arvidsson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not obviously available in, in as many leagues, but still only 34% owned. So super uh, low on the list there for him. Uh, you know, you kind of um, led right into my streamers, but there is one other guy I wanted to talk about. And, and that is um, Anthony Beauvillier. If honors Lee is going to miss any extended period of time, uh Beauvillier is one of those guys that could potentially move up to that top line with Barzell uh so or Beauvillier it's just five percent owned seems to have been you know kind of coming back into his own a little bit after getting hurt um his, his shot production has been really 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 good lately obviously the numbers aren't great which is why he's still only five percent on but with Lee out, uh, Beauvillier looks like a definitely interesting pickup mm-hmm. uh he played 19 minutes the other night after Lee left that Ooh, game so scored a nice um, game in that one too the, the usage should be good. But you kind of led right into my weekend streams because Arizona, L.A., and Colorado are all teams that play on Friday and Saturday, <laughs> or Friday and Sunday this ah. week. Uh, in addition to those three teams, Ottawa can be found on, on that list as well. So in addition to Tyler Pitlick, I would also take a look at the boy Nick Schmoltz, just mm-hmm. 17% owned. He looks
0: great out there.
2: Andre Burakovsky, obviously owned in a little bit more leagues. 31% still, though. Um, obviously, he's been really hot as of late as well. Uh, if you if he's not available and Brandon Saad's not available, I wouldn't hesitate to look at Valerie Chuchkin in those deeper leagues at three percent. His shot volume has been really, really solid um, lately. That third line, you know, actually looks pretty good most nights, so I don't mind him. Uh, you know, you mentioned Jeff Carter. I would look as well at his line mate, Andreas Athanasiu, just 3% owned. Uh, quietly, that line has put together really, really, really good underlying numbers. You know, not among the league best, but really solid for, for a Kings team that didn't look very good on paper coming into the season. Gabe Velarde looks like a legit NHL center, uh, legit top six NHL center. Jeff Carter and Athanasiu have both kind of been top six guys throughout their careers and they've you know performed pretty well. Uh, so Athanasiu and Jeff Carter, as you mentioned, uh, if you're looking at Ottawa, obviously they just lost the boy Colin White to what looked like a very serious injury, but they do still have a I handful of guys. League, man. No, it looks like they've got a handful of guys under 30% percent that still be worth taking a look at. Uh, Tim Stutzel obviously would be the top of the list at 27% owned. Evgeny Dadunov, uh at 24% owned. Both remain on the top power play unit for the Senators, uh, which mean, remains okay. Obviously, um, Thomas Chabot's been red hot as of late. Um, and then if neither one of those guys are available, and you got to dig a little deeper. Uh, Josh Norris, who's struggled a little bit as of late, uh, but he's still only 10% on. You're basically just trying to plug and play here for these last couple games. Uh, but speaking of plugging and playing over the weekend, a uh, couple guys that you could expect to see start in net on Sunday. Uh, Jake Ottinger, 13% owned, will be in Columbus. Uh, the issue is he did replace Anton Hudobin in the net against Chicago last night. So maybe they go to Ottinger on Saturday as opposed to Sunday and then Hudobin on Sunday. Um, But maybe your goalies don't have great matchups on Saturday. If that does become the case, you'd still want to plug in Ottinger in a, plus matchup against the Blue Jackets. Yep. Uh, you know, we talked about how I didn't want expect him to take over the number one spot, but he has still been good. Ilya Sorokin uh, for the Islanders. He is up to 42% owned, but he will most certainly get one of the two games over the weekend in a back-to-back situation with the New, Jer- New Jersey Devils. Uh, so I expect him to start Sunday. He started last night. So I would imagine Varlamov Saturday, Sorokin Sunday, Close out the week in New Jersey. Uh, if you can't and you want to maybe target the the Islanders and hope that they struggle without Honors Lee, potentially look at Scott Wedgwood or Aaron Dell. I would imagine it's Scott Wedgwood at just 3% owned. He'll start most likely in the other crease against the Islanders on Sunday. And then for the Maple Leafs, it all depends if Jack Campbell is healthy enough to start. Uh, look at Jack Campbell, like you mentioned, Biebs at 15% owned. If he's not, Michael Hutchinson at 7% owned. You can do much mm-hmm. worse than Michael Hutchinson right now. Again, especially since that game will be in Ottawa against the Senators. Obviously, the Senators are struggling right now. Uh, the, the, the problem is they do play the Maple Leafs seemingly very tough all the time, uh, but they also play much better on home ice. But still, it's Sunday. If you got to throw Michael Hutchinson in there to try to steal a win, uh, you know most likely the Leafs are going to win that game. So uh, Campbell and Hutchinson on the weekend look great, but uh, that is going to do it for episode. Oh, I 15. got two quick oh, got, oh, he's got more.
0: He's got more. Oh. Stand by. Can't be stopped. super quick Stand waivers. By. Have to give a shout out. Casperi Kapanen, 30% owned across all leagues. Seven goals, 11 assists through 23 games, 11 points in his last 10 games, including three game winning goals. Him and Malkin, right now, glued at the hip, looking like absolute beasts. That's Kapanen, 30% owned. Another, another, another quick one that I need to mention because another may one. He may finally be healthy. Rupe Hints, 36% owned. Fifteen points in sixteen games. That's almost a point per game. Bonkers that he's only thirty six percent owned. Get this guy picked up five points in his last three games. Again, looking healthy, but by the time this episode drops in about five minutes, he probably won't be. So that's all from us. Um, that's all I got, Brock. I've been uh, I've been squeezed out of all my. my... <laughs> my waiver boys um, you know
2: in the same breath as as rupe hints dennis Girion off top line with joe pavelski and jamie ben still just 20 percent on top love. power play unit um both of those guys deserve a little bit more love for sure uh and then i i, I guess there is somebody i did forget to mention um and Ooh. that would be um Yes, Barry Cockney-Emmy <laughs> might be interesting in deep nice. leagues and keeper leagues. Um, the the new coaching staff in in Montreal is shaking up those lines. He's currently playing between Brendan Gallagher and Tyler Toffoli on. I guess you could consider them the second line. They finally have bumped Philip deno down to like more of a third line role. So, uh, elevated Cockney-Emmy, it, it looks like a something that could be really really good for him. You know, playing between Gallagher and Toffoli, there's probably the two best wingers on that team. Uh, So it doesn't get much better than that. So Cockney Emmy at just 9% owned uh, looks really, really appealing right now. So, uh, you know, he had a goal and an assist in his first game on that line was held pointless yet last night, but uh, still, if he's going to play there for an extended period of time, looks really, really good. So, yep. I think that's going to do it. Uh, But stay tuned after the break. I'm going to fire it over to the Blue Stones here for a minute. Stay tuned. Uh, After the break, I'm going to talk to Dave Eisman of our new ad partner, Jock Market. Just explain it a little bit to you guys how it works. They did just launch NHL. um, And then they also, as of right now, aren't currently in Canada, but they are working on it. They should be here any time now. It's just a super cool product in terms of uh, basically trading players on a nightly basis like stocks. I mean, how much... How much fun could that be? It's awesome. You know, live trading, you can you, you bid on them, you trade them. It's literally a stock market for players for a <laughs> for, for one night. It's it's honestly the coolest idea I ever. Get I can't wait for that noise
0: it. for when it when we say it. Just because I got yeah. the shark noise. But do do I have the jock noise yet? So you every time, every time we mention jock in the future, you're just gonna hear like <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me. But yeah. Uh, yeah, stay tuned after the break here uh
2: for my conversation with Dave Eisman of jock market as always the daily face up podcast is brought to you by our friends at odd shark my name is broxie we got michael beebs Bondi, and i'll say peace for dylan d Berthium. see you guys back here next week nice it's like
0: it's like you it didn't even my that. fire baby be my fire
2: Ladies and gentlemen, to the Daily Face-Off podcast, I am now joined by the co-founder of a our new ad sponsor, Jock Market, David Eisman. How's it going, David?
3: Good, Brock. How are you doing?
2: Very, very well. So it's very nice to have you guys on board. Uh, you know, seems like you guys have an extremely interesting product, something that's, you know, completely different from anything else that's out there. Um, so David, I know that you're not a huge NHL guy, but I'm not a huge stock market guy. So kind of like... If, if you wanted to scratch the surface and explain just exactly how jock market works, what would be the easiest explanation of it?
3: Yes. So uh, the biggest thing we say is that since daily fantasy sports uh, becomes a stock exchange. Um, so the good news is if you, is if you understand fantasy sports, um, you know, the other part comes off pretty easily as well. So instead of setting a lineup like you do in traditional season long or daily fantasy, uh, what you're doing is buying and selling shares in individual players. Uh, with other users in real time. So you see the prices update in the app. Um, think of it like Robinhood, you know, trading, but you're trading players instead of uh, companies. Um, and at the end of the games, all the players are ranked based on their fantasy points scored. Um, and each uh, final ranking has a guaranteed payout. So whoever finishes first, uh, every share pays out $25 a share. Second place pays out 20. It uh, goes down from there all the way down to $1 for uh, for the last few places. Um, so like, for instance, last night, um, Jordan Stahl, um, you know, IPO'd for about $4 and 50 cents. Um, he was, you know, middling ranked player, uh, but he ended up finishing with the most fantasy points. So his shares pays out, paid out $25 a share. So, you know, plus 450% in one night. Um, so that's how it works. The nice thing is that you can set, um, you don't have to get like a goalie, a few defensemen, a few forwards, whatever you can buy one share in one player. You can buy 10 shares in every player if you want and everything in between, um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, so it's adds a lot of live experience to, uh, you know, to fantasy.
2: So you're not limited in any stretch and where these other ones you're trying to cram in, you know, some of the best players within a salary where you guys, you're basically, you can buy whoever you want and not limited to any certain amount or, or you know, you can max out or, or go with only a couple players on any given night.
3: Yeah, exactly. So every trade is with real cash, real money. So, if you want to buy $5 worth of players one night, you can. If you want to buy $5,000 worth of players in a night, you can. Um, and you're all trading in the same market with the same people. So it's just a matter of if you only like a few guys that night, you don't have to you know, fill out a whole lineup. You can just invest in those guys. Um, and then the other good part is, so let's say um, you, know, when you take a flyer on a cheaper guy um, and he scores a couple goals in the first period. His price shoots way up because it's looking like he's going to finish towards the top of the standings. You can sell his shares and lock in that profit. Um, you know, maybe reinvest in a player that's going to start in a later game or someone who maybe had a, you know, a few shots on goal, but, but, you know, wasn't turning into goals early on. Um, so that live aspect, you don't need to hold it to the end. You can trick, you can, if you want. And a lot of people do that, but the the best part is while you're watching the games, you're watching the games anyway, you might as well, you know, taking advantage.
2: So, so in terms of like the IPO phase at the start, is that open all day long before the game start, or is there a certain period of time, you know, while it's open?
3: Yeah, so the, uh, the IPO is open generally a couple of hours before the first game. Um, so for NHL, if the first game is at 7 p.m. Eastern, the IPO open at 5, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, and that's when um, users start bidding. We do have a free contest for users if you want to try it out first. That actually starts early in the day, so you can kind of just see how, how things work earlier on, uh, but then right at 7 o'clock or right before 7 or whenever that first game is, all the shares get distributed to the highest bidders, um, and then it's live trading.
2: So, when I was on Jock Market earlier, I was reading that there are two different contest styles. Is that true for NHL as well?
3: Yeah. So, there's uh, the free contest, um, which is everyone, it's sort of, if you play poker, it's like a, a tournament uh, versus the market, which is our main product, is like a cash game. So, in the tournament, everyone buys in for the same amount, which is free in this case, and you, everyone gets 250 chips to play with. Um, so, at the end of the event, uh, players are ranked based on the number of chips that they, that you've accumulated, either that you've, you know, bought and sold or, you know, gotten paid out on. And then we pay prizes based on that, um, each night. So that's the free version. You can do that anywhere in the U S, um, and Canada when we're there as well. Um, even in States where we're not, uh, legal for, you know, for paid games, uh, in the cash markets, you can play in 35 U S States right now. and, And Canada is coming, uh, soon. And, now that we've launched hockey as of Monday, we're hearing it a lot more, more and more that uh, that we need to come in Canada. So that is coming.
2: That's awesome to hear. So, um, if you wanted to join Jock Market, what is the easiest way to do it? Just go to the app store, fire it up, and uh, and join right there. Is there anything you know um, that you need to that you would recommend a user joining to do?
3: Yeah, uh, I should definitely use the promo code, um, which I am now forgetting what, what it is for you guys. But DFO twenty. Uh, DFO twenty. So you can use the link um, or when you sign up. Enter in DFO twenty, and we'll give you a twenty dollars deposit bonus uh, when you make your first deposit of twenty dollars or more. So, some free cash to get you started. Um, it, within the app, there's uh, you know a couple of videos on how to play, uh, some resources in there, um, you know, to just to get get you started. Uh, a couple of videos, a couple of blog posts, things like that. And um, you know, once people play one market, you see you make a couple of trades. It's very intuitive. It makes a lot of sense. So, um, you know, definitely sign up that way.
2: For users like myself who are not only just into the NHL, what other sports do you guys offer if you want to play a, a wide variety of
3: sports? Yeah. So we have PGA. We actually have uh, PGA weekly. We have NBA nightly um, and NHL. And then we will be launching with baseball when that starts up uh, in April as well. Um, and then we'll be adding more sports throughout the summer um, too.
2: So this is more of a personal question, but if for PGA, so say I wanted to play for the PGA championship this week or players championship this week. How does it work Mm -hmm. for PGA? Same thing, IPO a couple hours before the tournament starts or how does that work?
3: Yeah. So it's uh, for PGA it's when we do the IPOs on Wednesday evening. Um, So they're open from about noon until 9 PM Eastern um, on Wednesdays. And that's when the IPO closes and the shares get distributed and then it's for the whole weekend. So it's all four days uh, of the market. So you can trade, um, you know, from 9 p.m. Wednesday night through, you know, all the way through Sunday afternoon till the, till the, you know, till the the last player finishes. Um, So it's cool because you get a lot of time between rounds to kind of reevaluate how things are going, um, you know, how players are performing and what the weather's going to look like, uh, you know, be able to make adjustments like that.
2: Yeah. um, When I first kind of was reading about jock market, PGA seemed like it was a really interesting one to play. And as a big PGA fan, that seems cool. You can kind of dig into all the stats and stuff and then, you know, make some adjustments the next day if you need to. So that's really cool. Well, Dave, it was very nice to have you. I am ver- looking very forward to this partnership between uh, Jock Market and DailyFaceOff.com. I can't wait for you guys to launch in Canada, so I can join and get in on the action. Uh, do you have any closing words here for the listeners?
3: No, definitely. Uh, just just check it out. DFO 20, uh, 20 twenty dollar deposit bonus is uh, you know the the NHL markets right now are uh, are pretty soft. We are we're making it very easy for users to win money. So now's the time to join.
2: Well, you heard it from the man himself. Now is the time to get in, win some money, uh, get in on the ground floor with Jock Market. Make sure when you join, you use promo code DFO20 to get a free $20. Dave, so much to meet you. So nice to uh, be, you know, be partnered up with you guys and looking forward to this uh, going forward. Awesome.
3: Thanks so much, bro. Thank you.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods